What's shaking YouTube and I welcome to Lord the Lombox presents the uh cover price comic book shakers of the week. As usual, we are fashionably late, but as you guys get situated, you know what time it is. You know, I was on a, such a groove today on my Instagram playing some old vinyls, so I had realized I have a bunch of freestyle records that you know I don't want to bore you guys with Freestyle Friday, but we have to, it's Freestyle Friday, so uh, you guys are congregating. Uh, Let's get some freestyle music up in here, man. It's a tradition. Let's find it now. We need a random part. The baddest on the microphone apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes. When this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats. Lump of some like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous as the impervious wordsmiths hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses. Yeah. 
What? Shaking, everybody, as I still turn from uh, our man, King of the Golden State. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. You guys are crying yeah. to the music. I just, you know, wouldn't be a shaky show if it didn't pray freestyle no. music. And we had some random park. Gabe, say what's good to the people. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome in. Thanks for showing up. There's some fun stuff on the list today to talk about. So you might have yep. some chances, too. Not so much an offer, but we yeah. got some good stuff. Let's see what's going on yeah. today. JB, say what's good to the people. Man, thanks for joining us tonight. We have another fantastic list for you. I don't think it's an over list, but there's some great knowledge about to get shared tonight. Stick around. Um, I can't promise that there won't be any Wolverine Deadpool related books. I'll just say that, but let's just say uh, just wait to the top delve, 10 next week. We're going to delve deeper yeah. into it. There was a lot of research done by Matt and his team over at uh, Cover Price to bring you this great list. Speaking of which, this list is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. The top 10 list that we do every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific and the Shaker Show we do every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. If you're on Alexa, say, Alexa, play Lords of the Longbox podcast on Spotify. Show is also sponsored by friends over at MySlabs. If you're selling a $60,000 book, zero seller fees. Uh, but either way, it's still uh, you know less than 10 or 15% if they're not worth $60,000. So uh, let's get right to it, boys and girls. As I pull up the graphic and read uh, my notes, this show is brought from, uh, is brought from our friends from CoverWise, focusing on biggest sales or most interesting sales Sound found on their daily shakers list. After these 10, we're going to see what's shaking today. So it's not always the big dollar books that are being sold. Sometimes it's the more interesting sales. And with that, what do we have for the first one? All right. First one on the list, we've got The Adventures of Sly Cooper, issue number two, originally published in 2004 from Game Pro Magazine. Now, who remembers Sly Cooper, the young raccoon master thief? Well, I don't. the community does. And in the lead up to his 20th anniversary, a fan of the character just dropped 350 bucks for a reported VF raw copy of the second issue of a limited series. Now, two no-grade raw copies also sold earlier this year for around 200 bucks. This book was released for free in conjunction with GamePro magazine. Um, issue number two takes place during the gap between the second and and third Sly Cooper video game. Now, while the print run is unknown, it goes without saying that this book was not an incredibly widely released book, and those it catered to were meant to read it, enjoy it, and read it again, thus leaving the community with a lack of higher-grade copies. Now, back in the day, Sly Cooper was everywhere, a fan favorite in line with the likes of Ratchet and & Clank and Jack and & Daxter. Sly was a titan of the industry, launching several high-profile flagship games, an animated movie, incredible merchandising, and his very own comic. While anthropomorphic animals have become less popular over time, Nailed it. inevitably their popularity will rise again, as they always do, and one lucky fan will be ready for that day. After acquiring issue number two, the ironically higher value book out of the two Sly Cooper comics. I feel really old because I have no idea who the hell Sly Cooper is. Um, <laughs> I don't remember a game. I don't remember a comic. I don't definitely don't remember an animated movie or anything, but apparently somebody does. So The Adventures of Sly Cooper, issue number two from Game Pro Magazine from January 2004. A VF Raw for 350 Wow. Okay. This one kind of makes more sense, and this is one of my favorite covers that are actually on this list. You're muted, Gabe. 
There we go. One second. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay, so number two, Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid saga continues. Number one, this is the uh, Kagan McLeod, one in 10 variant from IDW 2019. With five seasons of Cobra Kai and a new Karate Kid film in the works, the overall franchise that uh, the overall franchise heat continues to extend to this 2019 IDW series. When it was first released, comic shops ignored this series, knowing that licensed comics based on TV shows and film tend to perform poorly in sales. Absolutely true. The first series found critical success on YouTube Red, but struggled to find an audience. It appeared that this comic series was destined to linger at the bottom of the dollar bins. That is, until Netflix picked up the series and made it the most watched series upon its release. People love it. And it quickly became a massive hit, expanding the world with each season. Collectors rushed to buy up all the covers of these series, uh, pushing all issues to huge new heights. Typically, after that initial rush, prices will tend to fall. Yet, the variants have proven to be very difficult to find and continue to command top dollar. This 1 in 10 logo variant is just one example, hitting a new high of $169 for a near-mint raw copy. Keep in mind that there is a 1 in 25 that's almost impossible to find, which was snatched up at a steal for $100 in near-mint about two weeks ago. The other incentive covers for this series are Ghost. The popular NES variant for issue number three sold last in last August uh, when a 9.2 copy sold for $95. The last time a raw copy appeared was back in March 2022. With such scarcity and continued success for the Karate Kid franchise, expect these to continue to rise in value. Yeah, I'm. do you guys remember YouTube Red? Remember when they were doing their own original content and Karate Kid had a cult following? And then it went on Netflix and it just mm -hmm. kind of blew up. And it was... If you didn't know about YouTube. it, can you believe it, that? Come on, man. that was the only reason to get uh, YouTube red at the time. Exactly. And it kind of flipped the script and it made Johnny, you know, a kind of anti-hero. Uh, and it's it's still this weird thing that, you know, the most important thing is a karate championship in the San Fernando Valley. It's it's the weirdest <laughs> thing ever, right? It's not two guys with, with small businesses having a having an argument between one another. It's, and it's, it's like not the most a U.S. Scale. championship. It's not a state championship. It's the all-valley <laughs> championship in the San Fernando Valley of all places. <laughs> it's a bunch of rich kids beating each other up. Yeah, and it's just like um, – as soon as some kid learns jujitsu, he's just going to come and submit every single one of them, right? He's going to just tackle him down and choke him out. And then the karate kid will be over, but it's, it's fun nostalgia's take, but you know, it's kind of, you know, I would like to see a bit more realistic MMA, but then again, you know, it's just, Hey, what are you going to do it? You know, we got, you know, Ralph Macchio and, uh, What's his name? Johnny, who always seems to play the bad guy, got to turn around. And this last season is really kind of it, it, the, the fight choreography has stepped up a bit. Um, it's And the storytelling, it continues to evolve. It's like it, you know who's a good guy, who's the bad guy. And, you know, I won't delve into too much. I'll let you watch it for yourself. But Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid saga continues for the All Valley, <laughs> for the All Valley all Championship. Valley. <laughs> yeah, for All Valley, sweep the leg. Kagan McLeod, one in 10 from IDW from 2019. All right, this uh, perfect, just in time, Halloween or October is right around the corner, getting some horror books on here. Man, this is a good one. You guys ready for this story? Elvira's House of Mystery issues number one and 11 
Originally published in 1985 from DC Comics, now Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, captured network TV viewers with tight-fitting, low-cut, cleavage-displaying black gown and a valley girl overall satirical and sarcastic tone. As hostess of B-horror films, Elvira dropped risque double entendres and joked about her cleavage on national TV. Her popularity soared and turned her into an iconic cult figure of horror. Now, her comic series has been severely underrated and undervalued. Her first appearance in comic books features an iconic and awesome cover by Brian Boland, which just sold for $300 for a CGC 9.4, a new high for that grade. Now, the all-time high goes to a $600 9.8 sale last month. This series is packed with fantastic artwork and covers. However, the star of the series is Dan Stevens' classic cover for issue number 11, which sold for a new high of $450 and a 9.8. Now, whether you're nostalgic for 80s television, a horror collector, or a Halloween cover collector, then these issues are a must-have for your collection. Um, Gabe, I'm pretty sure you remember because I I'm pretty sure I talked to you there at Stanley's Kamikaze. Do you remember the Elvira uh, giant booth that she had? Um, uh, one of the years uh, when Stanley was still alive, I, it was like the last time it was called Stanley's Kamikaze. I think um, Elvira had a huge booth that just like went around forever. And she had like, and she was there signing things and everything. And, you know, it was kind of amazing how big her booth was and how popular she is, even though she hasn't really been relevant in a long time, but you know, cult following and who would have known she's a, she's actually a natural redhead, but uh, there you go. So, um, you know, before, you know, Elvira follows the same like, motif as, you know, the, the monsters um and uh, adam's family morticia all those kind of gals she has that look but you know um definitely there are two reasons people were watching was not for the b-rated i think i think i saw blackula on the elvira thing uh you know it was on at midnight but that's uh, all i remember was elvira it was like every commercial break i was like i want to see elvira i don't care about the movie because the movies <laughs> were pretty bad man all right so uh let's stick with the horror theme shall we all right, coming up. Here we go. We got uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, The Unauthorized Oof. Biography by Boneyard Press. This is from 1992. Oh, um, 1992 audiences have always had a huge interest in true crime and the crimes and stories of serial killers. This subculture has small conventions attended by thousands of people and various amounts of items related to the crimes and those that committed them. This fascination uh, leads to various forms of media as well. And in this case, comic books based on the crimes. This week saw a ton of interest in sales of the Jeffrey Dahmer comic from Boneyard Press. There are a handful of other comic books about uh, the Dahmer story, such as My Friend Dahmer and Cycle Number no. 5 that have also had uh, many sales. But this particular Boneyard Press book stands above them in price and availability. This issue has sold so many copies this week that it has crept into our movers list. The high sell this week appears to be $125 for a near mint raw copy and $130 for a near mint raw sale uh, for the second print. This book, I had a second print. Interesting. Uh, this book was also featured in the Netflix series Dahmer 
and was also notorious prior to the series due to the protest by the families of the victims for it being released to all. While this may seem morbid and dark to some, there is plenty of interest for many others as shown by the number of views and watches shows like this achieve. I would expect to see more stories like this told in this format moving forward. Yeah, talk about morbid. I mean, this I know. is this is this is I mean, morbid. I can see how the family's this. like it's bad enough the families have to relive it in the Netflix series, which is really freaky. Um, because I'm old enough to remember when this happened. And I'm old enough to remember that he he got like he got beat to death in prison. Uh spoiler alert if you haven't watched the movie yet, but you know, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, you know, um, but he was killing having sex with the corpses and then eating them uh, is the gist of it. It is. Yeah. It's a pretty morbid thing to go out there, but you know, there's a whole, there's a whole subset of collecting that into this kind of dark memorabilia. So, um, so Jeffrey Dahmer Boneyard press from 1992, there's no easy transition for this. Cause we're going from Jeffrey Dahmer to this. So <laughs> right? I'm just going to go the- to a take at it. There you go. Perfect <laughs> you just, transition. You just just got to go, go for it. Ryan's ready for this one. Next up on the list, we've got He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, issue number one. The Terry Dodson 1 in 25 variant, originally published in 2013 from DC Comics. Now, the golden age of cartoons for me started with G.I. Joe and Transformers and continued with He-Man and Thundercats. Now, they were all made to not necessarily entertain boys, but to sell toys made by Hasbro and Mattel. Now, in order to diversify their He-Man line to include girls, Mattel made Princess of Power in 1984, and She-Ra was the leader in the most popular character. Over the years, she has starred in several animated movies, most recently in 2018 on Netflix, and is scheduled to have a live-action series on Amazon. This variant has turned out to become rather rare, with only a handful of sales since 2017. This week, a graded 9.8 sold for a record time $750 on September 25th. Maybe it's time to look into more Shiro books, huh, guys? What do you think? That's pretty rare, man. A 1 in 25 in 2013, especially from DC. Um, but yeah, uh, live action Shira, why not? I mean, you know, if she's giant flying a giant pegasus then i'd love to see that do that in real life <laughs> it's a, i'm in live action uh but it's just like we said it doesn't matter we've been saying that ad nauseum every week man it doesn't matter if it wasn't originally a comic book if there's a new property that comes out go go by the end of the comic just like right now if you look hard enough indiana jones there's indiana jones five footage out there there's an Indiana Jones comic book. So I would imagine, you know, even though when Indiana Jones came out, nobody cared about it, but Marvel did there. Marvel had all kinds of weird licenses back then. So those uh, Indiana Jones books are going to go up just like how the Star Wars books going up. So it's just kind of uh, hey, man, read the tea leaves. You know what I'm saying? So uh, speaking of which, let's uh, hear from our sponsor, MySlabs. If you're tired of paying 10, 15, 20 percent, join the one percent revolution. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community 
of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20%, or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. All right, so we uh, got off of Jeffrey Dahmer and Shira. What can we get into next? All right. Well, there's a transition here into Magneto, the Twisting of a Soul number zero. This is the gold logo variant from Marvel 1993. Uh, many may not realize that Magneto's background as a Holocaust survivor wasn't revealed until Uncanny X-Men 150. This origin changed everything we knew about the character and gave uh, immense de uh, depth to the villain's motivations and actions. It humanized him, uh, despite his actions often reflecting those of his captors. With a Bilson Cabbage cover, this special number zero edition of Magneto, The Twisting of a Soul, featured a collection of stories around Magneto's origin and long history with Nazis, even working with the government as a Nazi hunter. Uh, this was a free promotional comic sent to retailers to kick off the long-foreseen Sega Genesis contest, The Hunt for Magneto. Some stores received this special gold version as a thank you. A copy just sold for a new high of $600 this week. It's not easy to find. So what makes this book so special? Uh, uh, listed in, in the included poster, fans were given a checklist of books to, choose, uh, to chase over a two-month period and then follow clues via an insert across 13 various X titles. Fans had to remove the insert, rip off the trading card, answer the clue, and send it in for an entry into the drawing. There were 13 cards inserted with another five-card redemption set. Each insert also included an instant win scratcher to obtain one of, the, one of those five, uh, those rare five melon card redemptions. For the overall drawing, first place won a complete set of X-Men and Avengers final issues, the 90s first series, that and the original art used for the exclusive trading card set. No. Second place was an X-Men or Avengers full-size arcade game and signed uncut trading card sheet. Third place was a special X-Men animated series jacket and a signed uncut sheet. Fourth place received a Sega Genesis that had multiple winners. Fifth place received an X-Men video game that was multiple winners as well. And uh, sixth place received VHS tapes of the X-Men animated series. So not Man. a bad promotion at all. Man, I want that jacket. I want third place. I, I know, stuff. right? I don't uh, think we... Go ahead. Okay, uh, there's a great video on YouTube showing all the inserts, or you can even view the entire set, all that stuff you can find on uh, cover price. If you're looking for the inserts, the 13 titles from uh, 1993 were Cable Number 4, Uncanny X-Men 303, X-Factor 93, X-Men 23, Avengers 365, Wolverine number 72, X-Men Adventures number 10, Avengers West Coast number 98, uh, Captain America 419, X Factor 94, Marvel Age 128, Iron Man uh, 296, and Thor 466. Those five from uh, those five redemption cards can sell for a nice premium for their own. That's a lot of really? stuff to go through. That's that. incredible, man. 
13 Whoa. different books. Uh, the only time I can really remember this is, do you guys remember the Valiant book where you cut it out and then I think you got a Harbinger Zero book and uh, a few customers got the pink variant, I do believe. Yeah. Uh, Nowadays, I don't think you would, you could get away with doing that because people aren't into cutting things out, right? Now you have digital co codes, like, you know, I, I think of the cross-promotion like Fortnite, right? People are buying Fortnite, up Fortnite, you know, but those are bad books. When you open the book, you got the code inside, but can you imagine people cutting through their comics? I, I mean, I don't see like, you know, in 93. That's what Image did. Image had an image number one where you had to cut coupons out of like uh, and you got, Young Blood number two and a bunch of other stuff. Nuts. You get that comic. Yeah. So everybody had to buy multiple copies. Yeah, in the 90s, there was all kinds of crazy gimmicks. and They're like, people are buying 10 copies yeah, anyway. Yeah. They can cut one out. you photocopy of it. Who had a photocopy machine back then? <laughs> exactly. Fax it to me. All right. Uh, to to Magneto, Twisting of a Soul, issue number zero, the gold logo. Wow. Man, really, that's a deep cut on that one. All right, what do we got up next? This one's off the rails, folks. Yes, that's you're, you're reading that correctly. <laughs> next up on the list, we've got Robotech. 1996 comic book calendar issue number one originally published in 1995 from academy comics limited now how much would you pay for a 1996 calendar if you said 450 bucks raw and up to three grand for a cgc 9.6 then this is the calendar for you as that's exactly what this book has sold for there was a 450 dollars near mint raw sale this week with a high of three grand for a 9.6 back in November of 2020, this traditional looking Robotech comic opens up to 12 black and white pinups of Robotech characters drawn by the various Robotech artists of the time. When it comes to Robotech books, this book is super rare and hard to find. Maybe even the hardest of them all, as most diehard fans would have used it as an actual calendar, throwing it away at the end of the year because, well, it's a freaking calendar. Now, there are only eight copies on the CGC census, with the highest grade being that one and only 9.6. To our knowledge, there's no booming calendar collector market However, this effectively starts one. Yeah, I mean, I thought Macross, the one, number one was the Robotech book to get, but apparently uh, this is the one. Do you guys, I mean, I, we're so old enough to remember when in the 80s and mostly in the 90s, there were uh, swimsuit like pinups, right? I mean, this is not even that. This is just a regular calendar. Do you remember like they, they had like an X-Men pinup and they would show like, you know, they would show like Colossus in a Speedo and Rogue in a bikini, which made no sense because you can't, nobody could touch her, her skin, you know, and it was just like, yeah. it was, it was just that thing of the nineties of expectation that made me start in late eighties when they started doing these, uh, these swimsuit issues. I mean, I don't think you'll ever see that again. Maybe not from the big two, at least maybe you'll see it from a, a small publisher, like maybe lady death or something like that. But you know, but I mean, yeah. it's printed on the cover comic book calendar hey man i mean people want to well, chase it because it's rare i mean you know what i'm saying so you, you guys also don't remember when you used to go to the mall and they had calendar stores yeah what's a calendar Shh. anymore <laughs> that I mean, app on my phone 
Exactly. I'm, I mean, what's a watch anymore? I mean, people still wear watches, but I mean, nowadays, if somebody tells me what time it is, I just look at my phone and I'm like, ha, do you not know what time it is? Do you have a phone? Look it up, man. So Robotech 1996. But you know, what's the universal uh, t- thing for sign language for what time is it? You, you still point to a wrist. watch, right? Yeah. You point to your wrist. <laughs> uh, that's like, like, I'll, let me digress. Let me go off on a tangent. But the also universal thing that's not a thing anymore for rolling down your car window when you pull up beside somebody is that <laughs> Crank motion, right? You still do that. Although, who has a who has a crank on their window now? Dad, what are you doing? I'm telling them to roll down the window. What are you doing in your? What do you mean? You have to like flip somebody off too. You know, just crank that down as hard as you can as well. (laughs) All right, uh, what do we got up next? All right, number eight. uh, We're talking about this is the uh, Thanos. Thanos issue number thirteen. This is the awesome Raphael Albuquerque one in twenty five variant. This is Marvel from two thousand and seventeen. Like the infernal hellfire that that graces the face of Ghost Rider, i.e., hot as heck. This book had itself a hot sell. A recent no grade raw sale came through with a whopping one thousand. $275. That's wow. a $700 increase from its last no grade sale and a staggering 900 over the last reported 9.8 rots raw sale from nearly four years ago. That's quite the steady increase for this one in 25 Raphael Albuquerque variant cover, which also happens to be the first appearance of Cosmic Ghost Rider in a bid to punish Thanos for destroying his planet, the deceased. Frank Castle signs away his soul after a bid in hell to become the new Ghost Rider, and shenanigans happen. In the end, leaving us with an awesome new character who has found a following in the community. Not surprising to see high sales and continued steady success, but it does need mentioning this book isn't hard to find for a variant cover. While this cover doesn't feature Cosmic Ghost Rider like the third print does, it is the only variant that came to the community to feature Thanos with his most trusty shimmering infinity gauntlet which he is most known for a truly cosmic threat for the likes of the cosmic ghost rider yeah i mean this introduced us to a fishbowl head uh ghost rider i mean is you know you know what you know what i remember i do do you remember standing cheeks in space he was hilarious though man we were we were still doing (laughs) we were still doing a show back in 2017 and when cosmic ghost rider came out it was it was like all the ways, you know, you know, I remember at one point, like Red Goblin, uh, there was a time where people were chasing that. I mean, it's Ghost Rider ever come to the big screen. It was it's kind of a, and he's kind of a goofy character, too. He's not like he's not like Frank Castle. He's like uh, he's almost like a Deadpoolish type character because I was I may have this because I was collecting Thanos at the time. But Cosmic Ghost Rider was a mashup of, of you know, and, that I, and at one point I think it became a Herald of Galactus too. I want to say it was some kind of craziness, but uh, Thanos number thirteen, the Raphael Albuquerque one twenty five raw t- sold for twelve hundred seventy five dollars. It means no grade because they couldn't find any evidence of it being, uh, you know, it's the seller saying Explode. near mint plus or whatever. They said, hey, look at the pictures. Said, I'm not look at the pictures. <laughs> exactly. So that's what the no grade means. Well, we talked comics long enough to not be able to talk about this so we might as well talk about it now yeah you knew it was in the thumbnail you knew it was in the show and it's all it's it's on fire next up we've got wolverine number 88 the deluxe edition originally published in 1994 from marvel comics 
This week, the internet was on fire upon the announcement of Deadpool 3 and the inclusion and return of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. This unexpected news makes sense to follow D23 as it would have overshadowed the entire event, and they knew that. While both Deadpool and Wolverine's key books are seeing brisk sales, it was this issue that received the immense attention among all other Wolverine and Deadpool books. Why? Why? Well, you probably know by now, but this issue features the first direct meeting and battle of Wolverine and Deadpool. In just 24 hours, over 200 copies have sold on just eBay alone. The deluxe edition is trending at a near mint FMV of $118 with a near mint plus high of $190 and a big sale, ready for this, of $707 for a 9.8. That creeps closer and closer to the all-time high of a thousand bucks back in August of the of 2021. Now, if you didn't catch the key wording and use of direct deluxe edition, let us break it down. So several sources are citing that the Toys R Us X-Men Premium Edition as the first meeting in battle. So we grabbed our copies and we read it. First, it does appear to be set in continuity, and it does feature the first meeting of Deadpool and the X-Men. Deadpool appears in nine panels as a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and has direct interactions with Cyclops and Gambit. However, Deadpool and Wolverine have no interaction verbal or physical with, with each other. This creates a gray area and leaves plenty of room for debate. If they're in the same room together fighting, does that count? You know, there is one panel that shows Deadpool amongst the X-Men deciding to bow out of the fight where Wolverine is in the distant background fighting the blob. So what do you think? Is this the first meeting? If you were in a room with 20 people in Todd McFarlane and you didn't speak or interact with Todd, <laughs> would you say you met him? Would you say you met him? It's tricky, right? It, right? Right now, the price difference is considerable. The Toys R Us giveaway can be found for as low as four bucks currently, so the risk is low. However, the market clearly favors Wolverine 88 with a cool cover and dedicated issue to them talking and fighting. It's worth noting that many of the key battles are seeing spikes, including Wolverine 154 and 155. Yeah, I mean, I'll leave it up there for you. This is the panel where Deadpool and Wolverine both appear in the same panel. Do I, I read yeah. the book as well? I looked throughout. Throughout, there's Wolverine is fighting Cyclops at one point. Uh, and then because he's part of the Brotherhood, so of Deadpool Evil is fighting Cyclops. Yeah, Deadpool is fighting Cyclops. Yeah. Excuse me, because he's part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. But this is like this only time they appear in the same panel. So you know, but so be careful what you know, but. Sometimes people just want to be first to find something, but it's not really a true meeting per se. Or I mean, this is where they first meet and they first fight. Just like the first meeting of Miles Morales and 616 Spider-Man, I would argue is in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1, they they make contact, but they don't know who each other are. In mm. Spider-Man 2, they actually say, I'm Peter Parker, I'm Peter Parker, I'm from this world, I'm this world. So if you really want to delve deep and go look at that. So 
be careful if some people are saying that this Toys R Us is flip it open and you'll see. If you consider this a first meeting, then there you go. Um, then yeah, if uh, that means you know, I've met a ton of people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I know who they are. But uh, they're both the in the visual. same panel, though. Yeah, they are in the same panel, so they're in the same panel. That's definitely Wolverine. Yeah, did Wolverine acknowledge him at that time in the book? No. Did they meet fight? No. But there you go. There's the evidence for you. So. So there it is. So, you know, people will find, uh, you know, there's tons of other books you can get that, you know, first battle, first Wolverine, first Deadpool. I mean, my timeline blew up when um, when Ryan Reynolds did the tweet and, you know, they've been trolling this for years now. So I, yeah. you know, I don't think Wolverine is long term, but you know, I could be wrong. But we I mean, he may make a cameo in Deadpool three. I mean, you know, but, you know, Ryan Reynolds and him have kind of been teasing this for uh, years what? now. What if it's the same cameo where he's sitting at the bar and Deadpool comes in and he says, you know, F off. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, they were both owned by Fox at a time. And, you know, the closest we got was, you know, Cable was in, you know, Deadpool 2. Right. I mean, if I mean, oh, Colossus, obviously. But, you know, there was Wolverine a one Origins time. Wolverine had that Wolverine and uh, Wade there Wilson. There you go. Wolverine other. Origins. That If you got that. But the, and Ryan Reynolds jokes about that all the time. Remember, even in the in the tweet, he just said something about sewing his mouth up or something along those lines. And they even call out Kevin Feige. So well, his post-credit scene to Deadpool 2, he takes care of that. They replay that scene, and then he comes out and just blows his head off. Yeah, he blows him away. So <laughs> we shall see. I mean, does the I think the internet wants it, like just like they want to con, con Kaczynski as Reed Richards, and we got Reed yeah. Richards, and then he got he got, it. <laughs> he got he got he got stripped the fuck out. That but uh, we, sh- yeah, he did. So Wolverine eighty eight, the direct deluxe edition, one hundred ninety dollars, and trending upward. Uh, this is the cooler it, uh, cover, anyways. This thing is great. Yeah. All right. Last one. And then we're going to see what's shaking the day, boys and girls. And this one is near and dear to my heart. Oh, yeah. Wizard number one, everybody. But take a closer look because this is the San, the San Diego Comic-Con edition uh, from 1991. We'll admit that we didn't grow up with Overstreet as our price guide. Our go-to source of current uh, market prices in the 90s was this magazine. Absolutely. It was Wizard Magazine. As avid subscribers, we eagerly awaited each issue and immediately flipped to the back to see how um, to see how hot our recent purchases were doing. The road blazed and modernized by Wizard led to led us to create the cover price. Ironically, the San Diego uh, version of the inaugural number one issue is now a collectible itself, with this week's huge new sale of two thousand one hundred and fifty one dollars for a CGC. 9.6, one of only th- uh, three blue labels on the census. Uh, tapping into that strong sense of grading and comic pop culture nostalgia, this is one of those cells that we're super jealous of. So, yeah, that's definitely true. Pivo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, Wizard, Wizard's where it was at. I, I have Wizard was one. on your pull list. But back. you don't yeah, have I, the San Diego I think I I if it's a different cover because I have the exact same I don't know if the if no the, it has the San Diego logo there by yeah uh, it's the same cover oh, it's just it's got I've seen your copy you don't have logo it on it oh I yeah, don't you got the same games like I've seen oh, your shit man. yeah because you I you know when I saw it, my my <laughs> LCS has like wizard issues and when they finally when they you know they have like ten or nineteen and sometimes you know. I mean, let's be honest. We all looked in the back and remember they would show you literally what was trending. It was yeah. highlighted like these were the hot yeah. books. That was they, the top 10 list this, right there. This was the original top 10 list. I mean, Wizards, I mean, 
it was part of your pool. You had to get it along with comic book shop news and whatever periodicals you can get that. Same with the writers and artists. Every every month is like, who's the top ten writer? Who's the top ten artist? Before it was before the internet, and this is the way that yeah. you could advertise that you had stuff coming out. I mean, it was you know they would do a spotlight show. You know, there's been some wizard books where they it was the first appearance of a character before they would come out and you know being published. That you know, and I would say people love. I mean, I would read Wizard magazine from beginning from front to back it was oh, yeah. you know and you know it was just must read i mean it was some it meant I, it's with the advent of the internet and you know i guess you know i discovered watchmen because of wizard yeah it's things like that like, i learned a lot about comic books and what books to read and what artists and Watch, creators to follow and stuff like that wizard was because Gloria. of wizard that was 100 yeah. percent like our yeah, key just, point for this just like g4 tv and yet wizard magazine you know g4 did a relaunch and it's not the same it's all video games now but when g4 tv first came out blair uh uh what was her name uh god blair what's her name blair butler she did a segment on g4 tv that was just about comic books and it was great because it was on well, weird cable TV. I had it on like a uh, satellite or something. And G4 TV was a channel where you go get video game news. They would have a horror section and this and G4 and Wizard Magazine. I mean, you know, too bad, you know. So, but uh, gosh, pour one out for Wizard Magazine. Hell, Wizard was so popular in the world, they even had a con. Remember Wizard World, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I that was a bit my- just recently. Yeah, I might still have my Young Avengers Wizard World, man. So um, uh, hopefully uh, they should bring it back is what I'm saying. So let's go see what's shaking today, boys and girls. Boom! Seamless transition. Bonus points. So uh, we'll see what's oh, yeah. this that is a top seamless. 10. Dude, I, hey, congratulations I, I, let's do the to... over-under on next top 10 Wolverine books. And... Look at that. Oh, dude, it's going to be at least a 7 next again. week. Got to be seven. Wow. New the over-under is going to be a 7. 37 uh, New Mutants 98 sold. Holy cow. But uh, let's see what's shaking today, boys and girls. Oh, I have this. Let me add this. Yeah. First appearance of Topaz. I've been specking this for a mile now. Raw. So yeah, you mummy's got boys some abs, dude. What kind of... I got like a... I think mine is like got a, that mummy doing? 8.0. Yeah. So yeah, this is a first appearance of Topaz. Where if my night is blowing up right now. A 9.8 sold for $3,200. If you see any of these books moving, wow. a lot of a lot of uh, insiders got a first look at the Werewolf by Light night show already. So, um, and I talked to one of those people and I know I can confirm that Elsa Bloodstone is plays a major role in the story. So nice. uh, for those who have uh, Elsa Bloodstone, why is my Hulk 181 on here twice? That Fantastic Four annual number two up there. Oh yeah, I got to remove Different this because one's raw. One's yeah, raw, well, I got to remove it. Uh, so let me lose some value for my book here. So uh, collection, and you say re- look at uh, Tivo showing all the wonderful uh, features of uh, of cover price. I know, man. You, it's have, like to go, you have to hit the one off to the left. The little yeah, there you go. One, so here we go. Uh, now you slide down, slide down, slide down. No, where's that? It's in here somewhere. Oh, you had two comic. You had two. Yeah. So no, I took my raw and then I graded. So I uh, just removed the comic because I didn't sell it because I still have it. So now I go back to the show because um, I just sold this one too. Matter of fact, <laughs> I, <laughs> I sold this a month too early, man. Oh, damn. Man, they done logged me out. They were updating their stuff real time and they're like, we can't have you secrets out there. But I got to remove that book as well because I just sold mine. So somebody got a killer deal on it. 
Um, let's see what else is shaking. Foundation now, World by Night. It's good. Yeah, I'm telling you. But you know what we love? We love us uh, some Golden Age books. Oh. I think it is. <laughs> Venus number four. Are you nearly finished, Mr. Smith? Oh, no. Keep posing, side. The most beautiful girl in the world. From Marvel Comics. Look at that. In 1949, somebody paid $1,500, $1,600 for a 7.5. For 1949? Jeez, that's a steal. Yeah, yeah, that's a steal. Um, look at it. More early Marvel madness from 1953. Young Men featuring, uh, I think that's the Human Torch Android version. $1,600 for a 4.5. We had a sidekick named El Toro or Toro. It Toro, was like yeah. His, yeah. <laughs> I have this for sale on Showbox. If anybody's interested, this Mighty Thor, I have it in. Uh, I have this in a nine point four. Mm. I don't know why. I say, hey, why is it saying nine point two? Mine's a nine point yeah, four. Well, no, a nine point two just sold. That's what it's. Oh yeah, yeah. Mine's 9. a nine point four. Nine point two sold for a thousand dollars. Wow, that seems really Damn. cheap. When you yeah, just wait till he shows up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, when you see high a high evolutionary show up on the big screen, I mean, that's you know people need like proof of life. They need to be slapped yeah. in the face with. Wait till that something. trailer comes out. Exactly. Uh, look at oh, here we go. This, you know, I gotta just talk about horror books because right around the corner for Halloween comic covers. Hashtag mm-hmm. Halloween comic covers starting October first. Of course, every day there you could also do thirty one days of Halloween. Eight hundred thirty eight dollars for a raw dog. Look at that. That screams to me. Do not enter. Why are you even thinking about it? Get out. Get the fuck out. Don't even. I know. Like, come no. on. Well, look at that Get Wolverine 88 right there. The re- I know we just talked about it, but I wanted to point out that that one sold for is- $810. The one we were talking about. So they just sold. The one in our, our notes was yeah. $700. So it's still yeah. going up. It's yeah. still going There's up. a lot of copies sell too. So, I mean, we could look at it real time, to be honest with you here. So we'll look at... Uh, um, most quick. common slabs 707 so you want to look at like uh what nine eights sold last sale six hundred dollars from today 707 nine. fair market value i meant you know it's Someone probably gonna be updated by tomorrow well i think you can but, still go into the breakdown breakdown and oh yeah i can go see sales uh, data right there yeah, the exactly, white button yeah. and then we see all the nine eights <sighs> that they have listed for that's a lot it would slide down and see how many sold in the last couple of days Look at that. Look at that. 928, 928, 928, 928, 928, 928, 928. And it's all trending upward, too. I mean, look, if you look at 927, it went from like, you know, 625, 625, 650, 800. Look at what it was in August or July. It was going for 200 for a 980. Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. And there's a lot of them out there. Too. Yesterday's prices. Money. Wow. <laughs> it will continue to grow too. And we probably added to the growth by talking about it. Um, this book is moving for some odd reason. Um, this is, we've had it on here before. Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon, the pink foil variant um, from San Diego Comic-Con 1998. First U.S. Sailor Moon comic recently sold 750 for a raw dog. I saw some people post about it on Instagram. I think they may even tag me because we talked about it in the show before. And I even reached out to them. I say, like, is there any news that I haven't heard that's dropped? Like live action Sailor Moon news? And, you know, the only thing we can find is there's going to be a Sailor Moon museum opening up in, in uh, Japan. Uh, so if that spurred sales, and you know, maybe so. But This uh, might be someone who's just a Sailor Moon fan. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Nyx is moving now only because of, I got to think, Wolverine's daughter somehow. That's her second uh, appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember one point people were specking on like the... Uh, 
the vial that was it wasn't even nixed yet it was just it was just her in a like in a in a in a, in a test in her, tube that just said yeah, x23 test tube for, yeah x23 oh a, a test tube it's like people have done people have lost their minds for a while now so it doesn't surprise me at all um uh here we go look at this this is uh oh, first book man i was chasing for a while and now i think i've been priced out first appearance of man thing Raw dog, $600, highest known value, $37,200 in November of Good 2021. Uh, I had a chance to buy this at um, WonderCon. And I and I said, eh, I think it's a little too high. Uh, I probably should have got it. Uh, Justin was there when we, he was like, I said, I'm at this show. I need to get the first appearance of Swamp Thing or Man Thing, excuse me. And I was like, and then we finally found one. Eh, it's, too, it's too pricey, but people have done lost their damn minds so i have this one i should i need to add this guy i do believe his first solo morbius since amazing spider-man 101 boom let me add this unfortunately that's a great cover oh see i would have been screwed up i think the title is just fear yeah it is um good luck finding that one when you're trying to so yeah i would have went with adventure into fear i would have went with a man called morbius i would have went with the living vampire but it's well, just like Adventure in the Fear. fear. And I, let's look at if you look at number one. Um, and, you know that's here, let's look at this. just hit fear. Hit Are you gonna go fear. back one? You know, go back to Howard all the covers. No, no. If I yeah. just click here, so if you look yeah. at the first one, I mean, it's been it was called Fear a while. Then, okay, and then they went boom to Adventure into Fear. Yeah. So let me. Am I, I missing you. something here? Hold on. No, you just let me go back. back. So right adventure in fear number uh, 10. 10 is when they first start. Oh, I have this too. Let me add this. This is a first spirit of Jennifer Kale and the next is all realities. And I have two copies. Ooh, someone uh, read the tea leaves, everybody. <laughs> I had a chance to get the, uh, the fear and the, the fear number 10. And then the man thing number one at the recent Las Vegas con. Yeah. This was going for good prices too. I wanted to grab it, but I got a daredevil seven instead. But so these there you cool go. Books. If you want the first solo, you know, appearance of man thing, this would probably be the the book to get. If yeah. you can't afford the, the other one, oh, that book's great crazy expensive. Too. That book's already too late. Oh, yeah. Too late. Too late. Yeah. Too late. Uh, but it's... yeah, I got that other one, the first solo Morbius. Supposedly, there's move of a uh, uh, Morbius sequel, even though we never asked for it. Apparently, they think they could do better. Like, you, you, Shout you out to all my Trekkies. Not. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh this book is funny because of uh the she-hulk series right uh if you first appearance of the wrecker um i think the show is hilarious how it makes fun itself and dude we got el aguila el aguila and manbull uh spoiler alert that was to me that was, was freaking crazy hilarious. that was freaking hilarious that we're talking about zealous characters and uh, but al aguila at least was uh costume accurate uh, yeah, squash pretty darn close to it, which is hilarious to me. So, uh, good to see Young Avengers on there. Oh, look at this. Oh, oh that's the whatnot. Yeah, look at that. That is a gnarly cover. Good old Tyler Kirkham from Skybound. Good old Tyler Kirkham. He found himself a nice niche that he's getting yeah. comfortable with. Like doing these covers for whatnot. It's all, it's, it's basically the same like idea, but they're awesome. Just different so characters. Yeah. Great Covered in blood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're great. <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Some more Vampirella. Oh, there's the eleven cover. That was the one in the story. That was the other. That was the other cover in the story. This is Brian Boland's cover, or Dave Stevens. Excuse me. Rest in peace, Dave Stevens. uh, Does draws Rocketeer. Yep, Dave Stevens. 
I also have this one uh, with the girl that she has like Ooh. these crazy kind of pants uh, that come out. I forgot what it was called. Uh, hey, Tim, do, do me a favor. Click on that Jonah Hex number one. I just love Jonah Hex books. That's just oh. cool. Yeah, too bad the movie sucked. Uh, yeah. So this is Jonah Hex number one. It's not even the first appearance of Jonah Hex. No, it's just the first I. number one. Yeah. Yeah, the first number one. I remember when uh, they announced the Jonah Hex movie, some people were speculating, and then the movie came out, and people dropped that shit like an anchor, man. <laughs> Hell oh, boy. Hell. It's such a good series, though. I love Westerns, you know? Why not? We, yeah. We're getting a resurgence yeah. of crime and stuff and, you know, horror books, so Westerns. I have this in a 9.8, actually, now. Uh, so I think I had two of these actually. So I bought, cause I had this in a 9.8 as well. Cause, uh, I've been buying up all the different variants for this. So if you look young Avengers. Yeah. The so there's, is. this one is the one I don't have. Ryan has this one, the 9.5, but I have the director's cut, the regular, uh, Marvel legends. And I have this one as well. I have every one of them except for this 9.5, which was a weird thing that speaking of wizard world, uh, they did specifically specifically for wizard world, LA, can you slide back up uh, real quick? I want to hit a book up there that that I think we is an undervalued. L- let's look at that X Men one twenty nine up there. Oh, first, yeah, go right here. First appearance of Kitty Pride, right? First appearance and Emma Frost. Double key. That's a that's a cover for Throwdown Thursday right there. Boom. (laughs) That's a cover. This is a cheap book though. I think that's what uh, JB is trying to say. Like this. Well, no. I one of the one of the someone in the chat was a Jason's uh, Jason Klein said that's an undervalued book. Yeah, it is. Back up and I said, yeah, you're right. But a good, uh, for for thirty two hundred is a good price yeah. for like a nine and two ca- like two characters, Kitty Pride yeah. and Emma Frost. So uh, yeah, yeah, double key. We'll never forget the Emma Frost. I was in the Fox version. Well, we oh that's a, that was disappointing. She was bad. She, she was because the actress is amazing. Like uh, uh, January Jones is great, but I don't know what happened <laughs> yeah. in that movie. Tales from the Crypt number thirty eight. Look at that. What is he hacking at? God, these EC horror. You gotta, books. you gotta buy it and find out, right? Five hundred dollars in a raw, seventy five hundred for a nine point four. Good lord, have mercy. Well, two days stuff. away from uh, was it? Two one is October first. October first is Saturday. First Saturday. So start yes. posting and hashtag Halloween comic covers for any horror, supernatural, any spooky, occult theme, Halloween comic skulls, anything. I mean, you know, vampires, zombies, any type of covers. Blowing up the Instagram. Let's do it, man. Gabe, any last words? Everybody, thanks for showing up. I'll see you guys next week. All right, JB, any last words? Yeah, uh, uh, check out my Instagram. If you're watching this show and you want to see more JB, check out the Instagram because I'm on a couple of different platforms. I'm making appearances other places. Check me out on the IG. I appreciate you for hanging out with us, and hopefully I'll see you next Thursday for another edition of the Shakers List. That's right, boys and girls. Uh, until next time, we'll see you uh, Tuesday. Ah, you got two or three days in a row. I'm tired. I need a break. So I'll see you guys <laughs> Tuesday for the top ten. Wednesday for Letters from Long Box with Mikey Sutton and Thursday for the Shaker Show. Uh, in the meantime, I am going to go and uh, I'm just going to slumber like a vampire and then arise from my coffin for Halloween comic covers. So until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in the long boxes and peace out.
Oh, that's a law. 